Welcome. I think we're going to get started. My name is Carolyn McGifford. I'm a senior fellow here at CSIS and also director of our Smart Power Initiative, uh, which is an outgrowth of the CSIS Smart Power Commission, uh, which released its report a little over a year ago. It was chaired by Richard Armitage and Joseph Nye and looked at ways in which the United States could regain uh, its image and influence around the world to promote not only U.S. interests but also the global public good. And one of the areas that came out of that, that um, of, of intense focus that came out of that report and are clearly uh, an issue that's getting a lot of attention in Washington and around the world is how to cooperate with our friends and partners on environmental and climate change issues. Um, and so we, as part of our Smart Power uh, speaker series, we're very honored to have today Dr. Yang Ji-wan. Uh, Dr. Yang is currently the Vice President of External Affairs in the Korean Advanced Institute of Science and Technology, where he is a specialist in environmental biotechnology. This is Korea's leading uh, research university. He also has a wide range of experience both inside and outside of the laboratory, having made significant contributions in both research and policy. He uh, is the co-chairman of the Daejeon Green Growth Forum, and on his right is the, one of the co-founders, Emmanuel Pastreich, who's be engaged, who will join us uh, for the Q&A session. Daejeon is known as the, think as the think tank and research center hub of South Korea, which is home to over 200 research institutions, and therefore it has a unique access to leading scientific and engineering minds. The Daejeon Green Growth Forum is Korea's first effort to integrate efforts of the Ministry of the Environment, the central government, industry, and local government to address environmental issues at the local level. And the forum is also in the process of forming a collaborative alliance of eco-cities to better implement environmentally sound policy in urban areas. Uh, the timing of their arrival here and some of the things that our new administration are thinking about work very well. And so we're looking forward to hearing about what uh, you are doing and maybe learning some lessons as, as we in, in Washington go forward. So thank you very much. Thank you, Carola, for a kind introduction. She speaks so, so fast. Sorry. <laughs> I cannot uh, speak so fast. So uh, let me just start uh, by just uh, reading the first paragraph of the paper I uh, prepared. And uh, I'm going to follow uh, the, uh, almost the same sequence as, uh, as my paper. So I'm not going to read the whole paper, so please allow me just for the first section. Uh, the first chapter is the challenges of uh, Korea faces our country problems. Americans can discuss the environment in Asia with great detachment because Asia is not that close. The water pollution generated by coastal factories, the yellow dust storms generated by desertification in northern China, the assault on ecosystem in Asia is something of an abstraction for many Americans. But in Korea, the fallout from these phenomena is real. The yellow dust turns our skies dark, dark and makes it difficult to breathe. The quality of the water we drink, the fish we eat, the, uh, the cities we in inhabit are directly impacted. So what I'm trying to say in this uh, chapter is we do have many 
almost all kinds of environmental problems in Korea, mainly because of due to the rapid economic growth for the last 30 to 40 years. We didn't have almost nothing. We didn't have anything to eat right after the Korean War, like in 1950s, even when I was very young as a, a elementary kids, elementary school kids, we experienced uh, Korean War from 1950 to 1952 for about three years. And before that time, the, uh, uh, we've been ruled by the uh, Japanese, uh, Japanese people for the period of th- 35 years. And right after that, Korean War began happened. So since 1960s, the President Park started to push economic development in the name of five-year economic development. So we didn't, we didn't care about the pollutions, environmental problems, but uh, the consequences of that rapid industrialization was very severe. Now here we are, and we do have dust storm, yellow dust storms from the China industrialization plus desertification of the northern China. And uh, uh, these days, uh, since the uh, uh, Tokyo Protocol, Kyoto Protocol in 1997, the climate change problems has been a very important issues in the world, and we do have same issues in our country. And uh, we've been uh, ranked number 10 producers of carbon dioxide in the world, but the problem was, the most serious problem is we have to reduce, we have, to, uh, we have a duty to uh, reduce the carbon uh, emissions, but the rate of increase of carbon dioxide was number one. The Korea was number one. Now you, we've been pushed to a number second. China replaced our you know, number one place. Anyway, so what I'm trying to say, uh, we have many problems related to the uh, uh, environmental crisis. Energy problem, we uh, import 98% of our energy sources. And we do, we do have a, a shortage of natural resources problems. So locally or nationally, we, we have a, a Sustainability problems. Okay, so uh, but uh, as I uh, stated in the beginning, we we've been through a very rapid development of our country. So Koreans are uh, accustomed to a very rapid things, rapid jobs. So we can be accustomed to a rapid re, uh, 
remediation of our environment. So that's the point I'm making. So that's the hope that Korea offers. There's an ability to reinvent its culture and uh, habits rapidly to meet new challenges that we face. And uh, uh, nowadays, uh, everywhere we, we look at in this country, in our country, the green, green New Deal, green, green growth, and uh, 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 that kind of concept has been very popular, like in, in the United States or any other parts of the world. So, but. We see, uh, as uh, Emmanuel Pasrich sees, there's no concrete procedures or steps that should be taken local, in a local level. So uh, uh, that's about it I, I started with. And the second uh, thing is the uh, international uh, consensus that grows for the uh, last uh, uh, decade, so there are environmental preservations, preservations and energy conservations and carbon dioxide emission reductions are the part of calculations by which progress is assessed. has been a long one in Korea too. So uh, as a professionals like uh, researchers and professors uh, of uh, science and technology majors, our members of uh, Green Growth Forum are, uh, didn't like, uh, uh, are not like the uh, Protestants, like uh, ordinary NGO people who are accustomed to a uh, Protest, and uh, you might be familiar with uh, heard about candle vigils, who has been which has been popular for the last uh, last year in Korea to protest against the uh, American beef. Have we heard about that? But uh, experts of our group are not uh, that kind of people, so we are. Uh, uh, professionals who concerns about the environmental problem. So that's the second thing. And then international uh, level of uh, conferences or the summits in a uh, higher level, as I uh, included in the page three of the paper, uh, in 19, 2005, four years ago in March, the ministerial level of meeting was held in Seoul, Korea. And there was, uh, there was the conference on the uh, environment and development in Asia and Pacific. And that initiative was intended to create a synergy between economic growth and environmental sustainability. That two growth and 
conservation is always, you know, the uh, against each other. But starting the last decades, it became the uh, uh, known to be uh, uh, can go uh, uh, along each other. And the second thing I mentioned about is the uh, Bali summits, a Bali conference, which was held in uh, two years ago, December, actually one and a half, couple of months in December, Bali, United Nations Climate Change Conference. And there was the also impo important, uh, that uh, the product of that conference was the Bali Roadmap, uh, including a summary of the uh, tracks that are essential to reaching us a secure climate uh, future. And the uh, uh, third thing is, uh, thirdly, is G8 uh, Doyako Summit, which was held last July. And uh, uh, if there were any lessons learned from these international efforts since the uh, Kyoto Protocol 1997, it is that form roots at the local level will be essential to any international effort to address climate change, and that efforts like uh, Dajan Green Growth Forum are not minor variations on the international conference, but rather the uh, front line. And uh, uh, I'm going to talk about my institutions doing on the uh, climate change or environmental protections or Green Growth Forum. Uh, our new president, Seo, formerly uh, Department uh, of Head, MIT Mechanical Engineering, he started his position two and a half years ago, roughly, and then with uh, uh, more than 70 uh, professors in our college, in our universities, started uh, uh, focus, start focus on the uh, important issues, which is we call EWS, which is uh, energy, environment, and sustainability, and water and sustainability, and which we, we thought those four issues, EWS, is the most important problems that the human kind should solve in the 21st century. Otherwise, our uh, uh, life on the earth might be endangered. So that, in other words, if any institution or any uh, schools or any uh, individuals can solve any of these four problems, then he can or she can contribute a lot to the human beings, and our institution can become also popular, famous, I mean. So we've been doing uh, many, uh, lots of things. I mean, the uh, uh, EWS-related res uh, research is going on, and then uh, last week, even uh, the president, uh, Lee Myung-bak, has chosen, almost has chosen before I leave. It's not been fixed, and about one billion project 
has been decided to uh, go for uh, additional budget for this research, such as uh, electrical vehicles, mobile harbors, and fuel cells, and uh, uh, desalination of uh, uh, seawaters, and kind of stuff. So I can remember five or six has been fixed. So each project will be endowed about 100 million uh, US dollars. So, so KAIST is in front of that uh, research project, will, will be a leader in that uh, research field. And uh, uh, and uh, one thing I can add about is uh, with uh, fuel cells and hydrogen energies and desalination kind of project, we can set up a plan to solve the problems of uh, uh, Middle East, like Saudi Arabia to make their uh, land uh, like uh, California land, okay? So we are, we are proposing, a, uh, uh, we submit a proposal to, it's, it's been possible. And uh, page five, I'm gonna uh, uh, introduce uh, Dezen Green Growth Forum. And as, as I mentioned, uh, about 20 members, 20 peoples, mostly uh, uh, gathered by the uh, co-founder of uh, uh, Dr. Pestridge, one or two each from the National Laboratory of uh, Dedock Science Town, or some university professors of environmental science, voluntarily gathered and start to uh, hold a seminar on environmental issues, different issues. And then it was the uh, about slightly uh, longer than one year ago. And then uh, President Myung-Bak Lee announced the uh, uh, last August on our Independence Day, 60th birthday, Independence Day, anniversary of Independence Day. Green growth Low carbon and green growth is our uh, primary agenda of our country. And then Ministry of, uh, of in Environment wants to uh, organize a local level of a green growth forum in 16 cities in our country. So one of them is Dezen, Dezen Green Growth Forum. And what we think is uh, our uh, Dezen Green Growth Forum is very special in character because of uh, Science Town is in Dezen City, which is the uh, technology clusters, which house many national institutes and many research institutes of corporations and companies. And uh, uh, Dezen has got uh, good size of uh, population, 1.5 million people. And also uh, we have uh, mountains surrounded by mountains, 
so it's a green. And we, we do have a nice three uh, rivers going through that uh, central city of Daejeon. So if we make, if we can make uh, the city of Daejeon eco city, then it could be a good model in Korea and in Asia and even in the world. So we are trying to uh, uh, make a coalition between Daejeon and Tsukuba of Japan and uh, Palo Alto in California because three cities has got the similarities of uh, science towns. So we visited uh, Tsukuba city last month and uh, uh, we are visiting Palo Alto uh, this week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow already? Uh, that's about it. I can talk about our uh, forums. And in page six, I already talked about the announcement made by President Lee. Low carbon green growth is a new national development paradigm that creates creates new growth engines and jobs with green technology and uh, clean energy. The world has gone through the stage of stages of agricultural, industrial, and information revolutions. Now it is the entering the it is entering the age of an environmental revolution. So Uh, also, the uh, UN Secretary General Ban Ki Moon, who used to be, uh, who happened to be a Korean, uh, spoke last December in uh, Poznan, Poland, about a global Green New Deal as the best chance for securing a sound and solid international climate agreement in Copenhagen in next December. His speech was followed by a new flurry of activity around the world, but particularly in the United States, Korea, and Japan, opening the door for possible collaboration as the new level of intensities. And... Uh, 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 the next thing I would like to talk about is uh, implication of national policy shift for the Dazen Green Growth Forum. And our mayor, uh, Park Sung-hyo, on the October 6th last year, uh, announced this vision of Green City Dazen. Green City Dazen. So it's the same thing. So Formerly, there is a conflict. People think that there are conflict between growth and the conservation or environment, but now the concept changed. That's the same thing, but uh, the important thing is uh, as a mayor, he started to think about green growth is very important. So after we go back to Korea, he promised to give us uh, some research fund, not the research fund, 
some kind of uh, fund to operate, you know, our our uh, forums. So, our plans in the future is to develop into a think tank for environmental uh, technology and policy, and will have impact throughout Asia because because of the stature in research of the institutions in Daejeon, with the goal of inspiring other communities to employ locally the technologies available in their research institutions. That includes, the st uh, uh, we can start with the revitalization of the bike path and also the uh, system for offering free bicycles to citizens for and the building of a series of extensive bike passes, all bike things, to save energy and to reduce the carbon dioxide em emissions. And uh, also we have to reach out to the world as a, a, a local level, from the local level to reach out the world. The next step for our uh, forum was the pursuit of an international coalition for eco-cities or environmental cities. This effort is imagined as an alliance of local government interested in cooperation on environmental issues. There already exists an eco-city world summit which meets once a year, but the eco-city world summit consists of a gathering of experts from around the world to discuss eco-cities and contains no mechanism for long-term cooperation at the working level between cities trying to become ecologically sustainability, sustainable. That's the uh, difference between our uh, plans, between our plans and the uh, World Eco-City Limits Summits. But we, as I said, uh, we already visited Tsukuba in Japan and we'll visit uh, Palo Alto and we'll talk about it later. And uh, uh, I think I should conclude my uh, uh, talk uh, by reading the uh, five lines of the paper, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, addressing global warming and pollution is, is an international effort. Meetings between presidents and CEOs, however, are not sufficient to address an effective solution because so many So many of the problems are issues for local government and not central government. The Dezen Green Growth Forum offers the hope for cooperation between experts in environmental fields of study, local government, and citizens. The recent proposal for working alliance of eco cities offers up the possibility that local governments around the world can share resources and work together to achieve their goal. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Young.
Before we open it up to the floor for questions, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you're doing in particular with regard to uh, cities and municipalities in mainland China. Uh, you talk about partnerships with Japan and the United States, but how will China be well, brought into the process? You got me. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you, you, you can help me. Uh, okay, I can say a word. Yeah, um, yeah. He's expert in China. <laughs> Not expert on China, but I, I did travel this, to Sichuan, uh, to Chengdu, uh, to actually discuss this issue. Um, to start with, so far, we, we want, I'll talk about the, the, the concept, which was to try and do something with Daejeon, Scuba, and Palo Alto, which are relatively advanced, uh, what would be models. Uh, but, of course, we would like to add a, a city in China uh, and we haven't, essentially we haven't decided. We have not decided on it. And if you have any suggestions, uh, we would be very happy uh, to hear. Uh, the idea uh, would be uh, maybe just a justification for what we're trying to achieve is that there are models for eco-cities eco in, say, Europe, like Freiburg, for example, uh, but that culturally they're not necessarily that compatible with say, medium-sized cities in Asia for a variety of reasons, the way that they developed historically, the habits that individuals, say, <coughs> citizens have. So by creating models, say, in Japan and Korea, and particularly Korea because it's in some ways closer developmentally to China, we were hoping to make something which would be emulated. Uh, but when I went to, to, to Chengdu and Sichuan, uh, we basically we were talking about the redevelopment of, of uh, Dujiang Yuan after the earthquake and how it could be rebuilt in a more ecological way because this was a great opportunity. And I, I wrote an article with John Pfeffer on that actual subject. Uh, I would not say we were successful. Uh, the rebuilding of Dujiang Yuan and Wenchen after the earthquake, uh, we, we were, of course, we're not on the ground. We were not there. And most of it, the main issue was just building it as quickly as possible. Uh, but... Uh, we would like to be involved with China uh, more in the future, and it's our hope that Korea, because of, of the cultural cachet that it has, many Chinese watch Korean dramas and love Korean songs, and it has an immense sort of cultural influence that making a sort of a fashionable Korean echo city uh, would have quite a bit of impact in China. Maybe uh, I can add one thing. One of our uh, active members of our forum is, is specializing in the uh, uh, gene cloning of the uh, sweet potatoes, which can be used to solve the desertification of the China. So he's been actively involved in that kind of programs. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're going to open it up to uh, anyone in the audience who'd like to ask a question. Just please identify yourself and your institution. We'll start right here in the front. We're recording, so if you could speak into the microphone. Yes. Thank you. Michael McDonald, uh, Global Health Initiatives. What a wonderful presentation. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate the lead that you're taking. Um, we held a U.S. Resilience Summit here in the fall, very similar concepts. But the focus was more on how do we create um, mechanisms for collaboration. And I, I guess the, the note that I would add 
to what you've laid out. It's very promising, the approach that you lay out. Um, We started more from the challenges, and that is that there are huge human security concerns that are emerging all over the world now. And the technologies that you're talking about are potentially not only a green economic force, but also a mechanism of creating a safety net. The big concern that we have is that in the United States, our ecological footprint is way above the sustainable level. Not so much so in many of the Asian countries. But if we actually have to sustain functional life capacity and quality of life, how do we do that in a way that is sustainable? Um, It seems like you're on the right track, but it may have to happen quickly, and it may have to happen with uh, knowledge technologies as well. I'm wondering if you're prepared to deal with the technologies that would enable humans and their cultures and communities to rapidly adopt these kinds of technologies. Is it a question or yeah. comment? <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, I'll try first. Then. I think uh, I think you are right. And uh, uh, unless that kind of uh, uh, technology development and this kind of uh, uh, green growth activities happens quick enough, then... Uh, uh, we might not be able to get the sustainability we desire okay, in, world, in global scale. So uh, I would uh, rather put it uh, uh, this way. We have to be more uh, uh, conservative in energy spendings. We cannot go back to, to the uh, uh, 50 years or 100 years back to our life. Okay? But people's seek for a convenient life and a better life, so energy spendings will increase. So, frankly speaking, there wouldn't be a, uh, permanent answers as uh, uh, engineers or technology uh, measures, but we can at least do something. So, if we mention about the renewable energies, anything, tidal energies and wind energies and you know fuel cells and every kind of renewable energies, so we, we should always consider the efficiencies of that kind of things. And I've been involved myself in the development of renewable energies, including biomass utilizations, or biofuels, but 20, 20 years ago, we as a researcher used to say, we used to bluff, if the uh, oil, crude oil prices goes up to uh, $60 per barrel or so, this technology, my technology, will become economically feasible. But now it used to be $150, but nothing has been commercialized. So we have to be aware of that kind of uh, fact. So okay. <laughs> you want to add that? Uh, I mean, I'll add, a, as, as an American, from an American perspective, 
um, and what the importance of our, our visit here is that many people say with the e when outsiders addressing the Imeonbak administration or say this, the, the, the mayor of Taejin will say, well, they have questions about how serious they are, how deep their commitment is to environmental policies. And I understand people being concerned, but I can tell you as someone who's interacted with these representatives that the level of their commitment is related to the level of, of your commitment. So to the degree that the international community responds to our efforts, uh, I think there's infinite potential for how policies in Korea and China uh, will evolve. Um, but we, uh, we need, we need uh, your, your support uh, and your interest, and we need to make our efforts uh, international in scale, uh, and we're, we're very excited about the opportunity uh, to work with uh, everybody here. My name is Ahmed Mir. I used to be a science counselor in Korea for the U.S. Embassy. Uh, I had uh, several questions. Uh, one is about the scale of uh, the funding support at KAIST. And uh, the other was that in the days when we were discussing Kyoto, <coughs> one of our biggest um, disagreements and issues was the Korean commitment to very rapid growth of energy use and a fairly high level of nuclear power use. Um, and the third thing is one of the biggest uh, problems about 10 years ago in Korea was industrial pollution. I mean, the rapid growth of uh, Korean industry uh, together with that grew pollution. Uh, are those the areas that you will be looking at? Uh, I, I didn't quite sure about your Second and third, third question is looks like similar to me. Rapid industrialization of Korea, right? right. Well, I, I didn't see the emphasis uh, in the talk on the pollution part. Okay. Which is, I think a very difficult job. Okay. I'll answer the first question. Uh, the KAIST budget, yearly budget research fund is about if if we talk about thousand one the of the exchange rate currency exchange rate it used to be almost hundred fifty hundred fifty billion US dollars per year. And our total budget is three times bigger than that, which is four hundred fifty. And our well we have about 8,000 students, 3,000 undergraduate, and 5,000 graduate. And uh, our faculty size is rather small. We do have, at this moment, 460, 464 or something. But we plan to grow, increase to up to 700. That's our... Uh, Status uh, and uh, rapid industrial, uh, rapid economic growth. I told you in the beginning. Uh, uh, as a consequence, as a result of that kind of rapid growth, 
we start, we have, uh, we became the number 10 or number 9 carbon dioxide emitters. But now our industrial, industri industry structure is, uh, we have a big steel makers, POSCO, and cement productions, and uh, uh, electricity generations, which is the most biggest three big three big majors of carbon emitters. But we are trying to change our structure of industries, but it's not easy. But in a global scale, I would say, well, if we can escape from that kind of structure, some other countries, underdeveloped or developing countries, will take that kind of uh, industry, right? Then in global scale, the carbon dioxide emission will be the same. If, if I could just add one word, uh, Korea, although it's not the biggest country in Asia, uh, has been the developmental model. So for people like, say, Deng Xiaoping and their efforts to develop China, they look to Korea as a model for how to achieve it. So let's say if Korea embraces eco-cities or environmental policy at the center, even if imperfectly, the ramifications in Asia are substantial <coughs> because it's being benchmarked by Vietnam, Mongolia, yeah. uh, Thailand, Cambodia, F uh, um, uh, Uzbekistan, yeah. uh, and other countries. That's true. We've been treated as a hero in uh, East Asia. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Una Kostel, and I work as a consultant for Environmental Defense Fund, which is a nonprofit organization. I just have two part questions, please. Um, I think a number of us here are aware that U.S. legislatures are, have been talking about putting a mandate on carbon reductions in the U.S. as a federal legislation. I would like to just see if you could comment on the likelihood of the Korean government placing a mandatory reduction kind of policy in Korea so that that reduction kind of policy will spur innovation and technology so that those technologies will become commercially viable in the near future. I feel like if you could comment on whether the policymakers in Korea have kind of recognized and embraced that having a mandate what could spur that kind of um, innovation. And then second question is, could the Korean conglomerates who are in the energy-intensive industries, are they willing to embrace responsibility in trying to produce the or kind of develop the technologies that are needed to reduce carbon dioxide in the near future? And that goes along with kind of having a mandate. Okay, as, uh, as in, as in the, my paper, we do have a very serious plans to reduce carbon dioxide emissions, short-term plans and long-term plans. And uh, uh, the central office in charge of that kind of reduction program is under the prime minister and 
In addition to the de Department of uh, Environment, the uh, Ministry of uh, Knowledge and uh, Economies of our country has a detailed plan to change the, uh, each industry to reduce certain levels by doing this, this kind of thing and that kind of things. So as I remember, it's a long-term plan by 2050 will cut off our reduction, our emission 50% or something. And to, by 2020, we'll try to reduce 30% or something. I, 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 I'm not sure about uh, that kind of figures. And what was the second question second, almost saying? Energy. The conglomerates. The conglomerates. So like Samsung or, or Hyundai, how are, are they pursuing these policies? Of course, they should follow. Otherwise, you know, all kind of uh, regulations will be applied, and then they will be sensitive to uh, the reduction. So each big company has got a special team who, who specialize on the uh, carbon dioxide reductions, including the CDMs and kind of things. So we are preparing for, for that uh, post-Kyoto protocols and everything. Uh, it, it maybe I could just say one word. Uh, although there, we still don't have a concrete commitment from large corporations, if you look, say, at the list of events like this, in Seoul, the number of seminars and discussions about environmental issues involving LG, Samsung, Hyundai, and other uh, large companies has increased exponentially. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't speak English anymore. <laughs> uh, over the last uh, uh, four or five months. So um, although... It's been in the... In the yeah, abroad, too long. Outside of the <laughs> United States, too long. Uh, so, in fact, um, it, that first step of actually getting people within the corporate world to speak on a day-to-day -day basis about how to address environmental issues—that change has happened uh, in Korea. And the particularly important point, from an American point of view, is that it's it's the conservative government which has embraced this uh, th this position. So although some people may disagree about the, um, the, uh, the details, uh, the, the, the mandate is there in Korea. Thank you. Uh, my name is Dan Bob. I'm with Canterbury Advisors and NIROC Partners. I had a question for you about some of your relationships with other organizations that have formed, in particular something called the Asia-Pacific Partnership for uh, Climate Change, which is run out of the State Department currently, and it includes Korea, Japan, United States, China, Canada, and Australia. It has several task force forces, including a uh, task force on cleaner uh, fossil fuels, which will hold its um, meeting, annual meeting in Seoul this, at, at the end of March. And they actually name um, 
specific projects as as uh, flagship projects that will be um, targeted to uh, involve the various countries. Um, so just wondering if you've run across them. Uh, and uh, just a very quick second question. Hillary Clinton is going to stop in, in Korea shortly, and uh, a key part of her trip to Asia is focused on, on global warming. Um, wondering if you can comment on what your expectation for her trip is, what your hope is for uh, any outcomes. Okay. First of all, I appreciate for the information you, you gave me, Asia-Pacific partnerships. But we have to frankly speak, uh, uh, our organization history is too short, so we haven't built uh, many relationships with other organizations so far. So we will, but uh, uh, it's a good information, including many other uh, uh, partnerships we gathered uh, during this trip. So I think if you might want to add some, some more. We would be happy to meet with anybody from the Asia-Pacific Partnership for Climate Change and look forward to cooperating uh, with that organization. Okay. The second question about um, Clinton. expectations or hopes for the visit of Secretary Clinton to Korea this week? For, for our forum or as a Korean as general? Uh, both. Not in terms of the forum in particular, but the issues that the, the forum wow, cares this about. Is, <laughs> what <are> <laughs> Could be a political <laughs> answers, but we welcome her. <laughs> personal answer, personally speaking, uh, I would say uh, uh, Hillary Clinton would be very cautious about uh, what she will. Maybe climate change she can address, but uh, it's the, it's about the uh, North Korean issues, right? She is coming from, mm -hmm. yes. Well, I, I don't think North Korea is the sole focus of her mm -hmm. visit. It'll mm -hmm. certainly be one of the topics that that will be discussed. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think climate and other issues will trade uh, will come up as well. Climate and trade is the uh, uh, well. It, 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 as far as climate, uh, uh, global warming, and environment is concerned. Uh, certainly is our it would be our our, our our hope that that would be since it's one of the one issues that we can pull everybody together in Asia uh, most easily on that subject and it does not have the other sort of uh, political or historical baggage uh, it, it's it's a I think it's an excellent uh, point for for encouraging cooperation in East Asia and in some way the whole point of our uh, of our Green Growth Forum was to build exactly those sorts of bridges. Thank you. My name is Hendrik Hagedorn. I'm from the German Institute of Economic Can Research. My name is Hendrik Hagedorn. I'm from the German Institute of Economic Research. My question relates to renewable energies. Like, if you if you compare different sources of renewable energies um, in terms of their costs and benefits, and if you're like equipping entire cities with renewable energy plants, 
do you come to a clu- conclusion in terms of like which sources have more merits or less compared to others? That's very uh, important but difficult questions to answer. Uh, let's say uh, for uh, certain single technology, if you use different data to estimate the economic feasibilities, then you will be you will uh, end up with a different result. So everybody who are in that field trying to make the result as favorable as possible. So I can say <laughs> there's, there's no uh, concrete or uh, uh, definite result one can talk about. You know. But uh, generally speaking, I think fuel cell, fuel cell uh, is not far away for a commercialization in a large scale. So it's a matter of a different type of uh, fuel cells we're talking about. But like a tidal energy or wind energy can only be uh, useful in a local uh, levels which can be restricted to a special reasons and can only o- occupy the very small percentage of our needs. And uh, uh, biomass, including biofuels, can be very possible if one can or one company or individuals or country can uh, have a stable uh, line of productions. I mean the uh, production. Line of production? Uh, supply. Supplies. Or, okay. Then the, uh, it's the most possible means of uh, renewable energy sources, I would say. Regina Dahl International Student Conferences. I've heard a little bit about um, Sungdo City outside in the Incheon area um, being a project for a. Sungdo? Sungdo. Sungdo? Sungdo? Yeah, Sungdo, yeah. The project for a, a, the, I believe it's supposed to be a green city mm-hmm. out in the Incheon area. And I was just wondering if you've had any involvement with that project or have cooperated with them at all. Uh, I'm not directly involved at all, but uh, I heard about it. And then Kaist might be interested in getting certain land space in that, uh, in that you know, Songdo uh, area. I'm not sure. Maybe if you are interested in, I can give in, send you any information. I think one of the things about the Daejeon green growth is that Echo Cities, there are two issues. One is building cities from ground up as Echo Cities, and the second is taking cities which already exist and transforming them, and we would be in the latter group. So it's, it's the, the track is slightly different. 
Hi, Mark Mannion from the Congressional Research Service. Uh, thank you for your uh, interesting presentation. Um, I have two questions. The first is, could you explain to us what you know about the, um, the recent green stimulus, if you will, initiatives, these five or six hundred million dollar uh, projects? How are they going to be funded? How will the government uh, uh, target its funding? Uh, and then secondly, um, South Korea is a very centralized uh, government, or the, the whole system of government is very centralized. Uh, local cities and uh, uh, provinces don't have very much uh, power. So could you talk to us about some of the, but, but that's changing also. Um, so could you talk to us about some of the opportunities that the decentralization of power is giving to you and also some of the uh, um, limitations that this very centralized system uh, is imposing upon what you're trying to do locally? Yeah. The f first question, question is uh, the President Lee uh, Myung-bak decided to get a f uh, funding by uh, uh, asking additional budgets to the Congress, I mean the legislations. So it would be one billion dollars, maybe next month. He tr he hopes. So, as I said, uh, each project or program, big program, would be would cost hundred million dollars. Hundred billion dollars, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the uh, source of fundings. And the second question is, yeah, that's. Uh, can we stick on that one? How, how is the government going to target, pick the projects? How are they going to target that money? Not just where is it going to come from, but how are they? How, how will it be managed? How will it be managed? How will that the hundred, be? The 100 million per, per project, if the Congress approves it. Oh, that's the, the question? You well, mean which ministry will be in charge of it? Or? Well, depending upon the what kind of project it is, department, uh, the Minister of Science and Technology will be in charge of, or Minister of uh, uh, Knowledge and uh, Economics will be in charge of. And I can say one thing more is this is not a pure uh, R&D project. We don't have much time, so we we will select the research, uh, the, the project, which has, we have already good background in science and technology in specific field. So that we'll just go for uh, building a prototype of uh, you know, whatever it could be, like electrical vehicles. Then we, well, I can talk about that. On the 27th of, in, Next week, right? Twenty-seven is uh, one, almost uh, one weeks from now. The uh, President Lee will visit Kaist on our co commencement day, and we're gonna uh, show uh, the, uh, the demonstration vehicles. Uh, so uh, we'll let him ride on that vehicle from that uh, <coughs> central administration building to the 
commencement uh, site. So that kind of thing is the how we'll manage to get the result. Is that the answer? Okay. Um, sure. Can we go into the, the second question? Second question is very decentralization. Yeah, decentralization is very difficult. So we do have, uh, in fact, uh, Korea is the most centralized country. Uh, as far as I know, the French, France, and the Japan is the most centralized country in the world among uh, developed countries. But we, Korea, are categorized as more centralized countries. So decentralization, I would say, has been partly failed in, in Korea. So as you pointed out, local level of uh, uh, government didn't have a uh, much budgets, enough budgets and enough powers to pursue a big project, big programs. So, but uh, we have to work for both for local levels. We have to contact, we have to work with local government and also with the central government. That's what I think. And I have a, I have to, uh, I used to work for central government, too, so we'll be able to solve the problems. Any more questions? Take one more question here. Jim Pearson uh, with the State Department. You mentioned that South Korea received some negative environmental impact from China, but you have a closer uh, uh, neighbor, uh, which also does not have a very high standard for environmental uh, consciousness, and that is North Korea. I believe nowadays there's almost no dialogue going on between North and South. Um, but in the past, for example, the Nomu Hyun administration, the Kim Dae-jung administration, was there ever a dialogue or cooperation with the North on environmental matters? Was there? Sorry, I missed the point. Has there ever been a dialogue between North and South Korea? on environmental issues, the impact that the North has. There have been a dialogue between North Korea and China? South Korea. South Korea. Korea. On environment. Has there been? In the past. I don't think so. Well, as far as I remember, there there was no that kind of uh, serious issues to be discussed. I'm not sure. But, uh, there, there was discussion on DMZ about making the DMZ into a nature preserve, which took place, I think, I don't know, three years, four years ago or so? But it was not. It's always done outside between them. It's done in Right. You know, the North Korea is not that kind of level. They, they, they have a room. They didn't have a room to think about environmental problems, you know as you probably know. They are in special situations, very serious problems. But the problems are environmental. I mean, the many, I mean, the issues of like land use and water erosion and uh, loss of... Uh, oh, yeah. It's all environmental. That kind of issues, of course, they have to think about. Floodings and... Uh, <laughs> Food security and other issues like that. But I don't think they... they they thought about uh, uh, global issues for their duties. 
like uh, climate change kind of things. Maybe I'm uh, ignorant of that kind of things. Um, we're going to wrap up a bit early so we can um, uh, I unfortunately have a, another a session to pick up my child, so I, it's my fault that we're going to wrap up a little bit early. But I want to thank you all for joining us and thank Dr. Young and Dr. Pastorich for their interesting presentation. And we look forward to hearing more about uh, the forum as it, as it proceeds. So thank you. Please thank join you. me. Thank you.